previously on the Dave and Steve show. Yeah, I think that that sounds. Yeah, well, yeah, we'll work. Yeah, I don't know. He he was he was literally trying to Barney Fife it a little bit and just kind of little self little self empowered. (laughs) I have dubbed this hairstyle the evil cooter. I'd be more likely to pay him to take some goddamn songs out of my head. That's what I do. I mean, Tracy, Uh, it's all right if if we go off the rails, but can we get out of the station first? (laughs) Like, like, like. The kind of left turn that you, you're confused at the signal light. You're beautiful. Okay, and he's doubling mind. down on this, isn't he? Well, he is. yeah, I knew. I had a. I, I didn't know <laughs> either. Two things happened. I had a stroke, or I knew the lyrics of this song, but wasn't able to correctly. He didn't just double down. Correct. He split threes. Right. And then he doubled down on the threes. <laughs> what did you do this week, Dave? <laughs> <laughs> I don't want. I don't want President Roosevelt's voice coming into my head and telling me what. <laughs> what he's going to tax while I'm sleeping. Show number 17 of the Dave and Steve show. I am Dave sitting right alongside me. I'm here 27 miles away is Steve. And there's a bit of a delay on me. And from parts unknown, the lovely... And Buxom, Tracy. I can't wait to see what happens after a week off. Well, we're off and running, and Steve's already got me nervous because he said there's a delay. Are we having technical difficulties right now? No, we aren't. Um, what happens is I, I've noticed that when we record the show, um, I am consciously trying to come in exactly where I should after you, and that means I have to lead I have to lead it a little bit, so I almost I have to anticipate where you're going to end and come in right at that <laughs> word, and then I'm then I'm exactly a second off. Right. But I just waited tonight, and I'm like, oh no, there's going to be a delay. Gotcha. I so, thought you were actually. I thought what you were doing was doing the math in your head of how you could come in at the exact right time to announce that you're on delay. No. Okay. Oh, that, that would have been that would have been much better. Uh, but that's it's. I think it's just about three quarters of a second that's uh that's off so that's that's remarkable it's like a handicap in horse racing i have to make my comic timing right come in (laughs) yeah three quarters of a second sooner so it's yeah there there there, and i'll just tell you this because it happened at the start of the show there is nothing better for me than hearing you guys chortle at the drops at the beginning of the show because those drops, I mean, let's be honest, those are just for for me because I <laughs> I highlight some of the most ridiculous things that I can and then I watch you guys react to those at the beginning of each show. And so it's awesome when uh, I hear snorts and chuckles out of those out of the dumb things. And my favorite part, and I'm not gonna call either of you out on this, my favorite part is when one of you laughs the hardest at one of the things you yourself said. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it's because that juxtaposition, it sounded so yeah. smart when it left my lips. And then when I hear it back, I just sound like a jackass. Yeah. yeah. And both Tracy and I think that you're talking about us. Right. So if you yeah. if you tuned in last week, uh, you were probably pretty bored because we did not post a show last week. And and I will be the first to say it's my fault. We uh, I decided I was going to take the family elsewhere. I was going to get them away from our house, uh, which we haven't left for any long period of time. And we got to thinking about this even on the drive over. I don't know that we have collectively the four of us, my wife, myself, my son and my daughter, 
I don't know that we have left the house together since January, February timeframe. I think we have left in little spurts as far as one or two of us getting in a vehicle somewhere. It was very hard for me to remember a time when we all piled up to go somewhere. And so we decided that we were going to Airbnb uh, a cabin. It was not an extravagant cabin by any stretch of the imagination. And that was very much on purpose. I wanted the kids away from big giant, not that, not that I make it sound like I was about to make it sound like I'm Richie Rich here. I didn't want them near any flat screen TVs. I didn't want them near right. any of those types of amenities. In fact, the cabin that we got was so, was so meager and, and relatively small that I, I was worried about my wife not having coffee. So we actually packed up our coffee maker and brought it with us. Cause I just didn't know what they were going to have and weren't going to have. So it was one of those kind of things of like, Let's disconnect completely. Let's go find a place. And then once we got there, we found out that not only did they have a coffee maker, they had a flat screen TV, uh, they had cable TV, they had Wi-Fi. Uh, they kind of had everything that I was hoping that they didn't have. And once the yeah. genie's out of the bottle, she's not going back in. You can't, the well, kids knew. You know, I was going to ask, next was like, how long did it take to throw all that stuff in the lake? Yeah, exactly. And <laughs> so we did as... We did as much as we could as far as just getting them out of the cabin during the day. We would go on hikes. We would go to the lake. We would go, we went, one day we went up and down the river, just basically we'd dip into the river and nobody was around us. We would dip into the river and like dig for agates. You, <laughs> These two knuckleheads found a picture of me sitting in the stream. And what I had done there in that picture, because I'm literally, it looks like I'm sitting on the surface of the water. And one of the things that we found out very quickly that was really awesome is if you could if you could reach down and grab huge boulders, I'm talking like <clears throat> torso sized boulders, and you could manage to roll them, then what was underneath was all the stuff that nobody had looked at in ages. I mean, these were big rocks, and so we would kind of sift right. through them and find agates and all these quartz and just like amazing things that we would find underneath. And so that was literally me sitting on one of the rocks that I had flipped over, digging through the, the soot underneath to see what I could find. And then of course, Tracy, had to Photoshop in a toilet to the photo. Uh, so it looks like I'm sitting on a, on a toilet in the middle of the stream because that's who we are at this stage in life, at this age in yeah. life, we still, we still find that hilarious. That was yeah. a good bit of Photoshopping. It, it literally looked like you were sitting on an outdoor toilet and you had flooded it and you didn't care. Yeah. It, it, it was great. Which, which is what true vacation really is. Yeah. <laughs> You're yeah. like, yeah, it's not getting the deposit back. <laughs> yeah, so so we didn't record last week, but I, I will say, like, it is a... Anytime you come back from any kind of break, any kind of vacation, anytime you go somewhere, it's sort of what Steve alluded to on, I think, the show that we recorded last, maybe it was the one before that, where we were talking about vacations. And Steve said, I've never had a bad vacation because I always find something to take away from it that I enjoy and things like... It's the same kind of thing of, I find myself constantly falling into the trapping of... We go to Disneyland. I come back. I'm like, you know, we should move to Southern California. We could go to Disneyland every day. We come back from a cabin. I'm like, we should buy a small cabin and just live there. We could live in a small cabin. We were very happy. Like all these different things that in short bursts, I think you're very enamored with and are pretty awesome. Yeah. But if you really had to, if you really had to live in Southern California every day, you, I would, I personally would not, I would hang myself. And if I had to live in a small cabin, <laughs> That would be great for the first couple of weeks, and then I think I would I think I would hate it. Yeah, yeah very possibly. 
Yeah, very possibly. We we live in a in a small house and we don't like it. So right. <laughs> we've done everything we can to make it better and it's almost okay. And it's like, also And we've yeah. done a ton of things to this house. <laughs> It's so. it's also one of those weird things of where we went. So, again, we were in a very modest cabin, uh, but I wouldn't say we were in the middle of nowhere. We were we did have houses or other cabins on either side of us, and we were on what is a relatively well-known lake here in the state of Washington. So we walked down to – we were lucky because we were fortunate because our little cabin had a little slice of beach that was a, a private beach. And when I say private beach, I mean it's literally like 10, 15 feet across – it, it's like, it, I mean, it's barely enough room for all four of you to stand at the beach. It's, it's shoreline. Not, correct. Yeah. Correct. And yeah. so we were doing, ex and my kids were doing exactly what I would expect kids, especially kids who don't have access to a lake on a regular basis to do. They were picking up rocks. They were throwing rocks. They were standing out on the little jetties that are also made of rocks. My daughter like snuck her way out. I say snuck, like she kind of tiptoed her way out to, on this jetty and was picking up some of the big rocks and throwing them in the water to make a big splash. And here comes Johnny Beachfront, uh, this guy in probably his 60s, maybe 70s. We see him, like my wife and I immediately were like, here it is. Oh, no. And we see him come meandering down off of his deck. He literally has to come down his deck, walk down steps to get to the lower section, walk across his lawn, take a you know those uh pool ladders that are kind of they're hooks and they're you hook them over a pool right. side to climb in and out he's got one of those that leads down to his beach he's got to then walk across over one of his little jetties across the beach in between us and him to us to say she can't be throwing rocks in the water she's going to destroy that jetty she needs to go get those rocks out of there there's people that swim in that water and then he said, you know, this, the, he's the property he was standing on, which was between ours and his, this is my son's property. We own this. That's my property there. Like, and the, there is a certain, there's a certain way. I don't know what the vibe is that rich elitists give off, but you can tell instantly that they have money and that they're going to let you know that they have money. This guy had like the perfectly combed hair. We could smell some type of clone coming off of him way too tan to be living in Washington. So, you know, he travels abroad often to get this type of tan or he's got the tanning bed in his house, but literally came to like my two young kids and us to let us know that we should not be throwing rocks in a lake. Yeah. Now I have to ask both of you in that situation, what would you do? Steve, I'm going to tell you right now that I think you would be extremely respectful. And I think you would say, we're sorry we offended you. And we'll stop doing that now. Is that? Um, that's a, that, uh, there, there is a Steve that would do that. Um, there is, there's definitely a Steve that would do that. There's also a Steve that would be like, well, your son's charging us $350 a night to, um, to be at his lakefront property. And there is no mention of throwing rocks or not throwing rocks. And then I would reach down, I'd pick up the smoothest, flattest rock, and I'd skip that sucker 20 times <laughs> out into the out into the rings. I'd say, oh. so go get him on the phone and he can call us. So let's be and, clear, uh, this was not his or his son's property. It went the property we were staying at, then his son's property, then his property. So oh. we were on a completely nobody, nobody he knew owned this. Or oh, then definitely I would tell him to suck it. Yeah. 
Tracy? Yeah. That that that's definitely and uh, I mean yeah, I would I would def I would get in I would get into that. I would get into that conversation. And and then that would give me something to do the rest of the time I was there. Like I would be <laughs> that would be I, I would be yeah. like, "Oh, this is I'm taking out I'm taking out the 2016 election on this guy. I'm taking everything out on this guy. Right. <laughs> Every all the I'm taking out masks, no masks. I'm taking out um, school closures. I'm taking <laughs> yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah. Everything's coming out on this guy. <laughs> Tracy, how about you? I feel like you uh, would be uh, a little more aggressive. Right. Not that uh, Steve's a Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. Historically, I would uh, definitely, it's in my persona to uh, kind of confront. I, I do a new thing now, basically, when I'm with exactly the kind of person you describe. I just say, I give like three word directives. I, I say, um, please go away or don't right. talk to me um and that's it go away don't talk to me and and just at, the, at that point that's that's really all the energy i have for people that are like that i might just like nope don't talk to me leave me alone just so, leave us alone let me tell you what i did so i like that i like that a lot i i like the cut of your jib mister <laughs> I had I had an approach similar to what Tracy described. Uh, I had sunglasses on because it was sunny. We all had sunglasses on. Mm -hmm. And so I remained motionless and I stared at this guy for what felt like a good five minutes. Nobody said anything. My family didn't say anything. It wasn't five minutes, but it just felt like it, it was probably 20, 30 seconds. But I, I, we, I, we literally stared at each other, not saying a word. And then my wife said, honey, as in, like, are you still there? And I just said to the guy, we'll take care of it. And he stared back at me as though he expected me to take care of it right then. And I, so I said, we're here enjoying our time. If you would like us to take care of it right now, then go ahead and call the police, call the authorities, call whoever you need to call, tell them what we, we were throwing rocks in the lake and have them have us take care of it right now. Otherwise, I will take care of it on my time. And he stared at me for a couple more seconds and then said, okay, well, I expect it to get taken care of. And then we watched him meander back across this beach. He had to make the trek all the way back up the ladder and all that kind of stuff. So I'm watching him do this. And as he gets just about to his porch, I hear this, and I turn and my wife has thrown the biggest rock she can find into the lake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's uh but you have to realize like how exhausting it is to be that person. That's what to I care said. to yeah. that level about yeah. something that it doesn't mean anything. That's and yep. it, it it's exhausting. He doesn't he doesn't like he doesn't collect all his social security. Let's just put it right, that way. Right. He dies early. Right. Right? You're attending his funeral because he he just burned all his calories on stupid crap right. like that and living. And so there isn't time for that. There and that's isn't. exactly what I said, too, is this guy has, you know, he has worn a path down those steps across that lawn. If you go and look, you can see the path he has rubbed going to each family who's on vacation, saying the exact same things over and over again, making sure that they're fully aware that his son owns a piece of lakefront property and he owns a piece of lakefront property. And exactly, just raising his blood pressure for absolutely, I mean, zero gain. 
if I was yeah. going to say very little gain, but zero gain. I just, I've never, I've never understood it. And little do you know that you are now the topic of a conversation yeah. that he's writing <laughs> yeah. about for the HOA meeting that nobody else is going to attend. And he's going to deliver that speech yeah. um, to, you know, whatever partner he's with there could and, be a fancy, and the person fancy. that runs the money. That's I'm thinking a fancy, there's a fancy dinner party where he's like, yeah. And then I told the guy, <laughs> you better oh. take care of it now. And he knew, uh, he you knew he, seen him. he peed his pants yeah. right there. Yeah. He grinned. Yeah. He was grinding my gears. I'll tell you what. But, uh, <laughs> other than that little mishap, we had a great time. And, and I will say like, we, we said before we left, we were going to throw caution to the wind when it came to whatever we ate or drank. And so it was literally one of those things of like, we weren't, we weren't going anywhere. We didn't have to drive. So if mom and dad had a little bit of a buzz, it was okay. So at like 10 o'clock in the morning, all the, we'd all get in the hot tub and then dad would pour the drinks for everybody. And of course I'd make the kids nice and strong. So they'd go to sleep and then mom and I could have some fun. No. <laughs> pour the when, drinks for everybody. It's just you and your wife. You're not pouring the drinks for the kids. No, I did. I did. So that they would go to sleep. I wanted yeah. them to, to pass <laughs> out. Yeah. yeah. So that mom and dad, yeah. could let the real vacation begin, but you got the good stuff. They got the Everclear Spody. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it was a, yeah. my kids like we're, we're, I wouldn't say we're strict, but we're relatively strict as most parents are. We have, you know, like, no, you can't have chips for dessert. Just go get an apple or something like all those different things. And yeah. it took them probably a day to acclimate to like, you could see them sheepishly come up to us for the first time at like nine o'clock in the morning and say like, Hey, can I have some cookies for breakfast? And we're like, yeah, go get cookies. Go. We're on vacation, get whatever you want. And then it got to the tipping point of like, my kids are going to vomit if we don't stop this somehow. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. they went completely overboard. Like, well, if I can have cookies, can I put frosting between the cookies and fry them it's in the like deep fryer? It's like letting your dogs eat out of the garbage. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. they'll do it. And you're like, we better yeah. tear them away yeah. from this. Otherwise, that uh, that chicken from two nights ago will... Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I would yeah. say, you know, we, we've been back a couple of days now. I would say we're clearly, as a family detoxing now we are in the we're in the agitated not real happy with each other phase where we're really snippy with one another because we can't just reach for all the cookies and snacks and in in mom and dad's case vodka i guess but uh we we, we have a thing is similar like we'll have every once in a while we do fire pits or something like that we'll do typical american family night that's what we call it yeah, so yeah. like so they're they're like hey can i watch a movie and have my tablet and eat ice cream it's yeah. yeah it's typical american family night and they know it's just different and you know and the the subtext is we're not the typical family. <laughs> yeah. but i think yeah. we are yeah it was uh so it was i mean overall we had a good time i i like i say i came back a little grumpy and, and we're gonna get to to both of you guys here in a second here but my grumpiness led into i hadn't been on i had purposely stayed away from facebook social media anything like that and then I got on and very quickly was reminded of why I truly hate not only social media anymore, but also I said it, I made a post and said how much I hate election season. When I was a kid growing up, you hated election season because this is going to really date me, but one of your, you'd have three channels and suddenly all three channels, every single commercial break was no longer filled with Pop-Tart and Applejack commercials. It was filled with commercials for the latest 
governor race or the latest local district race, whatever it might be. Like it was, it was just nonstop political ads. And then there was a shift at some point in the, in the eighties, I would say maybe it was earlier, but I remember it in the eighties where they got nasty and they started to gain a lot of traction by name calling and being assholes to one another. And then they took a really ugly turn. And then not only were you as a kid bombarded with these, these commercials, you could not give less of a shit about, but now they were mean people saying mean things about other mean people and so it was just this really ugly. I remember even as a kid, like how much I disliked election season. And then it winds, it winds yeah. everybody up. Correct. Even when you don't care, you're, Correct. you're the whole spirit of TV just changes. Yeah. And then, so then you start to see, you know, over time you would see, and maybe it was once I moved to the, the larger, more uh, populated areas, but you start to see the signs on the street corner, all the different signs on the pickets for all the different people who are going to vote for stuff. And then people put signs in their yards and all this. And it just becomes this, this wall of sort of noise, just like angry. I know what should be done for this country. I know what's right for this country. And so this is a long winded way of saying everybody has gotten so lazy with the advent of social media that they don't even have to put a goddamn sign on their yard front anymore. They can literally just get on a Facebook or a Twitter and retweet something. They don't even have to write it anymore. They find something yeah. that somebody else wrote that they consider to be clever and fits right into their line of thinking, and then they repost it. And they've got, let's just say on a, on a, on a very good day, they've got 12 friends who agree with them. Those same 12 friends always like, thumbs up, heart, whatever, the thing that they just posted. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And nobody read into this for a second. This has nothing to do with being liberal or conservative. I got friends on both sides of the party that do this shit all the time. So I'm not singling out any particular party. But they post this stuff. They get their 12 likes. It makes them feel good of like, yeah, these people all agree with me. And they do it again, and they do it again, and they do it again. And so it eventually becomes those corner signs with the name of the person who is running for whatever shitty little office it might be, sitting in their little group of 50 other signs. After a while, nobody pays attention to them. Right. But for some reason, they continue to put the signs on the corner. And I don't understand it. I would... I would go insane if I, maybe, and I know this is what it is. I need, I need positive reinforcement and I need to know that more than just five people agree with whatever it is that I post. And if I went weeks on end posting off the wall, crazy out there shit and five people every single week responded to me with a thumbs up and that was it. And it never grew. And I never got any more support than that. I would very quickly go, Okay, I need to course correct because obviously I'm I'm saying something's a little too fringy or is a little too off the wall here or I'm not I'm not changing minds. I'm just appealing to those same five people that I always appeal to. So when I see this on social media over and over again, it makes me nuts. And I came back <laughs> crashing off sugar, crashing off alcohol to oh. a Facebook wall of this stuff and it just pissed me off. So I made a post I probably got my my wife said today we were out on a walk and she was like, "Did you lose friends over that?" I was like, "That's one thing I truly don't know. I don't know my I hope friend so. count. I, I hope <laughs> I did. <laughs> I don't know my friend count on anything. So whether it's Twitter, Facebook, I I don't, I definitely don't pay attention to whether I lose Facebook followers over a post because I post once every three months and I it's just not my thing. But to Steve's point, I kind of hope I did. 
I kind of hope some of the people that were offended dropped me as friends because those are the same people that are probably doing this and I don't have to see their posts anymore. <laughs> yeah, and the thing I after the last election, uh, I realized that I lost friends in the last election. And this is the remarkable thing. I didn't vote for anybody who was who, nobody knows who I voted for. Like nobody knows. You couldn't name the person I voted for. So I don't really have a dog in the fight. I lost friends because I wasn't as mad as they were. Right. Right. And that, that is how absolutely insane. And these weren't just friends. These are people that like I had intertwined lives with. Yeah. Okay. They were not yeah. casual friends. Totally. These are people that I have helped, that I have that I have uh, that I've done things for that were in a tough time in their life, like something that would have bonded us beyond this. Yeah. And it has gone to a point where it is almost cultish. It is definitely just it is it is something where people like what you're talking about that when people say something and they know they're on the fringe there's like this low level gnosticism where they know something that other people don't right. correct and they love being the one who is the gateway to information yes. and there's and it doesn't matter which side it is because i see it on both for sure in this country because i don't i think among my friends they probably split right down the middle i think yeah. i mean in this area it's probably true but um, and I disagree with everybody and I just don't give a rip about this. But because we, everybody's sharing things where they don't have to write, no one's really talking anymore. These are arguments in proxy. You are a proxy representative of your argument. You don't actually have an opinion. You're just forwarding this. And almost yep. everybody is that level. The only people that aren't are the people that are conscientious, polite and don't do this at all but keep their opinions relatively private or among a circle of friends that they would just want to talk, talk to. Right. I, there are, I have, I, I just want, I just want, and I said something smart ass about, you know, I wish people would just post pictures of their breakfast or whatever, but yeah. I, I truly, I truly wish social media was that I wish it was, pictures of grandkids and pictures of people on a vacation and pictures of people doing good things with their family or making a positive change in their community or whatever it is. And again, I feel like people just have, they've gotten so lazy as far as they feel like I have made a change in life by forwarding a meme that somebody wrote and they took three seconds and clicked share or forward or whatever and now they feel like they've actually they've made a difference and that's not that's not really making a difference that's just making yourself feel better about a very quick fast action that you've done the the two of you both i've said this to you before i know for a fact you guys have differing political opinions and beliefs on a lot of things and i probably have different opinions from both of you as well i also know that all three of us if one of us called in the middle of the night and said i need help something's gone wrong we would drop everything. We would get in a vehicle. Steve's, I mean, Tracy, I haven't asked you. Steve has actually done it. I mean, it's actually yeah, I've, been I've done. Noticed, in, I've been waiting for that call. In, and in, in I know. Doesn't it suck? In it's emergency situations. The, I'm the one that he calls in the middle of the night, but you get to write the foreword for his book. <laughs> How often is that? <laughs> so I don't hey, know we, who's getting the better end of the deal. We all I mean, have things we're good at. Uh, so anyway. the point the point is, and this is the same thing. I've had people on both sides of the the political spectrum say to me, 
how could you possibly be friends with insert other person that they know that I'm friends with? And I, I always say the same thing, which is because they take good care of their family and they're, they're kind and they try to do the right thing. And they're just, they're just humans they're walking. They're not the problem. Yeah, they're, they're not just, the problem. Right. They're humans walking yeah. through life, trying to do the right thing like everybody else. And I yeah. know they're trying to do the right thing. So we're, we're good. I do, and I'm the same way. I'm, I'm an idiot trying to get through life, trying to get by. I have opinions you don't agree with. And I hope that you can overlook that and know that I'm still just trying to do the right thing for myself and my family and the people that I care about. And so I kind of went off a little bit on Facebook. Uh, I, it definitely could have been a lot worse. Um, but Steve, you're grinning. What? It was good. It was good. You, you diffused it with some humor. It, yeah. I mean, you could, t I mean, you got more wound up here than I felt you were wound up on the, on the post. I could tell the post was a little bit, it was a little bit tight, but then you post that picture of Ric Flair and you can't really get mad at, you can't really get mad at, you know, the Rick, the Ric Flair right. picture that, that, that took a lot of the, you know, venom out of it, I think. But, but I, but I also I felt it. like I, I knew like what it took for you to post that. Like, so I knew that that was moderated to an extent and there was something deeper that brought it to that level. So yeah, I would, that wasn't a surprise to me. That was, it was good. I just, I, I mean, I hate this time of year, Steve, you've, you've been a little quiet during all this. Did I offend you? No, I'm kidding. No, you, you don't, um, you, I've never seen you share a meme. I don't think. Well, no. So, um, maybe about like a year ago, um, maybe over a year ago, year and a half ago or so, I kind of stopped doing that to a point. I mean, maybe something slipped through. I've stopped posting like the bait, right? Right. The, the bait for a debate or whatever. Um, I think I remember the last thing that I posted that was like that. And um, it created this huge string of things and I was very patient and I was going through the motions of just, you know, being nice, being calm, being patient, um, you know, putting my, you know, opinion there, not letting it get, you know, sidetracked with bad argument fallacies or anything like that. And just taking it all the way through there and, you know, having to people thinking that they're helping by coming in and being angry and, and ad hominem right. attacks and, and, you know, things like that. You think you're helping me out and you're, you're not, I'm just trying to, you know, make this, I made a very conscious decision to try and not post the thing on Facebook that starts the thing. Now I will get into it if I see somebody else post something that is wrong. And I've had, I've had to go in to people that would, you'd say my side, right? Um, they've posted something that is incorrect about the other side. Um, and I've had to say, look, that's, that's not correct. You shouldn't, you shouldn't post that. And they're like, what, what are you talking about this? I thought you were, you know, and I'm like, no, I'm, I'm for good information. That's what right. I'm for. Right. And, and, you know, you, you have to, you have to police that because you're really trying to have some kind of integrity about things, but you're also not, you don't want to be the instigator of it. And because you're not going to change right. a lot of minds. You will see some magic happen and people move from one side to another or, um, you know, or vice versa. And that's, 
interesting to me that somebody will take it in and change their mind one way or another. Um, and I can't, I mean, I can't be angry at somebody that isn't where I am because I used to be there. Right. Or I may be there in the future. Right. I might, I may have. Uh, you're right. And I think people forget that they, I think they could sit down and debate and disagree with their self of 10 years ago. Yeah, abs I could right. absolutely. So I think that. people forget yeah. that. I think they forget how they develop opinions and things. Yeah. Too. And I, and I, and I try to respect that. I'm like, not everybody's on the journey. Not everybody has access to the information that I have access to. And I always try and, you know, talk about that. And I can't pretend that I'm, I, I always use like the metaphor of Mount Rainier. Okay. My wife lived in Port Orchard for her life and she saw Mount Rainier from one, one side of the state. I saw Mount Rainier from, you know, the Kittitas Valley. And those are two different mountains. When you look at them, they're very, very different and to the point where when, you know, she came over and she's like, well, what's that mountain? I'm like, that's a Mount Rainier. She's like, that is not Mount Rainier. Yeah, but everybody has a different view of that mountain, and it doesn't mean that that yours is the view. So, I really try and take that opinion. Now, I mean, there's extremes. I'm like that, no, <laughs> or right, you know, on 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 both the and the extreme, whatever. All but, I, and all I'm saying is do a Google image search and find out if that's Mount Rainier or Mount Fuji. Because if you're it's, posting pictures yeah. of Mount Fuji saying how majestic Mount Rainier is, you're a dumbass. Because it takes five seconds to fact check some of this stuff that gets posted. And that's where it really burns me. Is not only did you, not only were you so lazy that you didn't even take the time to write your own post, you shared a post you found, but you didn't even look to see if it was factually accurate. Mm hmm. Well, I happen to have an article that explains why <laughs> Mount Fuji and Mount Rainier are actually the same mountain. Right. So I'm going to forward that to you later. It's a YouTube video. <laughs> I did want to say, though, when you, you say you, you were um, bombarded by political ads um, about, I don't know, 12 years ago, 13 years ago, um, Wendy and I were in a political yeah. ad. And, oh, um, that was, if I remember not, correctly, you're very disappointed with Dave Riker. I was very disappointed with Dave. <laughs> yes, Riker. Yes, yes. Um, and let me tell you, that was not as fun as it sounds. Um, and it doesn't sound that fun. Um, uh, we were asked to do it. We did it. And, um, I don't think I would do it again because the second that ad hit, I was getting calls on I was getting calls on my cell when he was getting calls on her cell and it was like Steve you're on TV <laughs> or um I was getting them from the valley Steve you vote for and, and you know just like however and and uh it was really no, it was a, I'm just a paid actor they yeah, gave me like, 200 <laughs> bucks and some watermelon I don't know it is I, I was going to say it's literally like stumbling across your child in pornography it's <laughs> It is the, like <laughs> the disappointment was was yeah. sorry, and yeah. and and it didn't stop like it was on and it was on all the time. Yeah. Oh yeah, all the time. I still have and some screen caps from that commercial somewhere. 
I still have the commercials. Do you? Um, oh. Yeah, I have like somewhere. I have little quick time versions yeah. of it. Yeah, yeah, like terrible versions of it. Probably but right. it's um, yeah, it's it, it's not fun to be in one of those commercials either. So so if you ever get a chance to do it, don't. Don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we're 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 good. I got one more thing that I want to cover real quick uh, while we're gone. I watched the NBA, the return of the NBA, and I was very curious because we had all talked about major league soccer we had talked about baseball sort of how they were going to handle this i don't know if you guys saw the way the nba did it so the nba literally so they have their camera side of the court which the cameras sit on and point across the court and then at the two ends and at the side opposite hard camera they have gigantic screens i don't i have no idea i wouldn't even begin to their court length i don't know how tall they are but they're very tall and if you guys saw this i don't know if you did or not so we talked about virtual having like uh, CG crowd members. What they did was they turned the NBA games into an, a giant Zoom call. So yeah. there are little seats all along. There's rows of seats that are the windows. And then people can opt in <coughs> using the NBA app. And they, they appear in the seat. But it's them live. From, yeah, yeah, it's their live feed of them watching the game. It's the, it's the craziest thing. Now that... that- that is bananas right and it's it's pretty it's pretty brilliant and so and of course because fans are fans and i'm sure they they monitor it and filter it and make sure that nobody's doing anything they shouldn't but there are like i watched the dallas mavericks game and they have a very famous now retired basketball player named dirk nowitzki one guy literally just put a cardboard standee of dirk nowitzki in his chair and then he would occasionally lean in and like wave and then he would lean back out again. And so they were like, the announcer started to say like, well, we've got Dirk in the crowd tonight. This is a special, like they started to have fun with it. And it just like, what a brilliant idea. Like I yeah. probably wouldn't work as well with baseball. Obviously I soccer, the stadiums are too big, but soccer did the same MLS oh, did, did the same thing. Yeah, they did a very similar thing and they had uh big sort of even mobile uh, because they, they did what's called a bubble tournament. So they had everybody go to Orlando and all yep. the teams were in yep. bubbles getting tested and do all that. So yep. they, they did the same thing with uh, kind of uh, a lot of, a lot of screens and that fans from both teams would be sort of present there and right. they would kind of cycle through it. But, uh, but the way the NBA did it, I think it was better for TV because the court's smaller yeah. Uh, so yeah. I felt like it was uh, it played a better role, but it was a good way for players to be able to react, knowing that they were playing in front of people watching. Yeah, it it was still yeah. weird to like watch like a game winning three pointer and it's silent, other than the players yelling. And I will say they had to be incredibly heavy handed with the delay button because yeah. throughout the course of a basketball game, even the refs a couple of times like slipped, let an f bomb fly. And so there were there were definitely some some moments where the and, but they even that they were smart about because their broadcast booth, their mics were still hot and worked, but the rest of the mics would go dead. So you would still hear something. It wouldn't just go completely silent, but you could also tell that all the on court noises had stopped while they waited for the delay to catch up. And then they would continue on with the regular live audio as well. It, That's good work. it, it was just I, I thought it was really good. But Tracy, it's it's the same thing as I found out from watching. this whole concept of the bubble i hadn't heard of this before i didn't know what this was but it sounds like they're not the only one using this term where they basically sequester all the players and everything and i mean i do kind of feel bad for the the players everybody can go well they're getting paid a lot of money whatever they're still like isolated for weeks at a time in these what are effectively just dorm rooms getting tested 
a few times a day and then going and playing yeah. a sport that they've played one way their entire life. And by one way, I mean in front of crowds. And now it's just dead. Sun. It's It's got to be weird. Well, and I think the unions have told them uh, pretty clearly, this is, you're playing for your livelihood right now. Right. Some of these leagues are not doing well, even with the amount of like uh, advertising money and sponsorships that they could lose, could set, if not end the league, the leagues, most of the leagues are in danger of ending, but they are in danger of being scaled back to that yeah. maybe mid 80s, yeah. 19, late 1970s. And no one wants to watch the Washington Bullets. Let's right. be clear about right. that. <laughs> well, um, it's very interesting that you're talking about this because um, we did get um, we did get word that in a couple of weeks we get to talk to the announcer from uh, uh, T-Mobile Stadium here for Major League Baseball for the Mariners um, has agreed to be on the Dave and Steve show. So we're going to have Tom Hutler come on and talk to us about what it's like to announce baseball um in the age of coronavirus yeah so, great this is fantastic tom's great so it'll be it'll be fun to talk to him about that he has already said that it's you know kind of weird but it's great that because he's not the on-air personality that typically does the mirror games but they really wanted to incorporate him into the game right and keep him uh, uh keep him going because he has been doing it for you know over 30 years and it's a it's a big part of who the mariners are so it's, and it'll, um, it'll definitely keep him out of prison as well yeah i think he would tell I'm you maybe but we'll, yeah. we'll we'll bring him on and we'll talk to him about it um the other thing that i wanted to bring up about this um and it's total side we're t this is the dumbest dave and steve show ever but uh, <laughs> yeah um but I think it's really going to change how we look at college sports because college football, oh, there's a lot of those players that are like, no way we're not getting paid. This is, you know, we're getting, we're, we're yeah, we're getting our education paid for, but you know, you guys are making millions and millions of dollars off of this and, and they've been really trying to fight that battle for years now. Yep. And this is the, I think this is going to be the thing. I think this is going to, I think this is going to roll it over for them and give them the leverage that they need to, because people are going crazy without college football. You know, it's some, some people only watch college football and, right. you know, won't watch there. Yeah. That's like that guy. Um, and, uh, and I think it's going to really, I think it's going to change how not just, college football, but that's going to give basketball leverage. That's going to give, um, you know, baseball, some leverage. Uh, it's not really baseball. It's not a lot of, not a lot of people watching college baseball, unfortunately, but, uh, um, but I think it's going to help. Um, I think it's going to, you know, be a good way to advocate for these players. So, well, and um, it, I mean, I agree with everything you just said. The only thing that worries me, worries me, not the right word, but you get what I mean is when it comes to college sports, especially college football, but basketball as well, especially during the NCAA tournament, there are very few crowds and frenzy of crowds. I, European football might be the only thing that really surpasses a college football game atmosphere or college everything on the line basketball game. Like those kids, especially in the stands, and there's adults too, but that's part of it is just the fact that you have so many young frothing 
20-somethings that are just going absolutely ape shit to watch the school that they're a part of play for that title or play against the rival or whatever it might be. And it's just going to be interesting to see, does viewership drop off substantially? Does, does interest wane because you don't have those crowds like you did before? Like, Tracy, you watch, you watch a lot of college sports. To me, anytime I watch, I watch the NFL because I want to watch the people who have truly mastered the game and are at the elite level of playing. I watch college football because of the energy. It's, yeah, it's unsurpassed. Yeah. Yeah. And so if you rip that away, I don't know. I, I don't know what happens at that point. Yeah, I'm not clear either. And I, a lot of people aren't. And there's, uh, I think what we've begun to see is uh, in the NCAA, a consolidation of super conferences. And yeah. so you might see that type of energy only reserved for a few colleges. So maybe you're not going to see that at like, you know, Wake Forest or, you know, Dartmouth or Duke, but you might, that may be at the Florida, Florida States, USC's Washington, Oregon, that kind of thing. Yep. Okay. We are, go ahead, Steve. Go ahead. ahead. (laughs) I was going to say, what'd you do last week? Yeah. We are 45 (laughs) minutes into this show and we're still on what I did last week. So we should probably move on. Uh, Yeah, really? Let's, Let's find out what Tracy did last week in the headlines. Wait, no, I got confused. What Tracy, what did you do last week? So one of the things that um, I did is what we uh, had agreed I would try to do is I was going to try to watch Footloose. Oh, I totally um, forgot about this. It was the greatest. Yeah, and so I I realized that, like, I I was like, I saw it there. It was was on both Netflix and my Amazon Prime, and I was like, uh, you know, and it was just sitting there, and it was like, come on, watch me. (laughs) And so I was like, there's no way I can do this. And then I thought, you know what I need to do is I just need to, like, kind of, like, make a hashtag, just announce to everybody, like, hi, I'm, you know, I this – by now, at my age, I should have watched this movie. I didn't. So now uh, I'm going to watch it. And right now, use this hashtag to aggregate all my reactions to it from for the whole evening. So it, it turns out a couple of things. One is that really helped me watch it, knowing that I had people were interested in me watching it. And the other is a lot of people, and I mean a lot of people, did not have anything else better to do. So, uh, so To watch was, you watch footloose yes exactly so i'm just reacting scene by scene by scene by scene using the hashtag on facebook so i didn't do it on twitter because twitter is an awful nasty place to be right now and i didn't i i don't go to twitter anymore and probably won't for till till never but um so i uh just on facebook um and so (laughs) i just uh the hashtag tracy watches footloose and I just began watching it and just reacting to it. And people were stunned because I'm, su- I'm surprised at everything because I don't know the plot. I don't know anything yeah. and just everything. So I'm, I, I just, just reacted to it. Like you're watching it through your children. Cause like they've never seen it, except I'm probably more articulate than your children. Uh, Dave, your children for sure. <laughs> right. anyway. Um, so um, so I, I cracked wise, I did all the things I did, but then I, I just 
bit surprised. I talked about just like how talked about the tropes that were marched out, um, the, the soundtrack and just lots of things and where I was in people really, really reacted to it. And I turned it into essentially a watch party uh, with me where people were just following me watching it. And uh, it turned out to be a great success. So on that note, so I again, I was in the cabin. I had my phone <laughs> with me and Facebook does this thing where it doesn't, no matter how many times you click the most recent, I want to see most recent stories first, Facebook decides which order you're going to see shit in. So it moves things all around. And then as people like or comment on things, things get shuffled out of priority yeah. even further. So I logged into Facebook and the first thing I saw was, the gym shower scene wasn't necessary. Hashtag Tracy watches yeah. Footloose. And I was like, I, you know, I'm like, I, I got it from the hashtag. Oh, the, okay. That's weird. And then the very next one was this. No, no, no. It was, oh, wow. Maybe I am Willard. And that was right after the shower scene. So now in my head, I'm trying to figure <laughs> out what the hell happened in the shower in Footloose to make Tracy relate further to Willard. But then the next one was literally something about like much further into the movie. And I was like, oh, that's right there. It's not in order. But there was a brief moment there where I was like trying to picture Willard in the shower and Footloose and what the hell happened that was inappropriate, but wow. still made him relatable to Tracy. Oh my God. There, there are some real gems. So listeners do check out that hashtag on your own. But let me just touch on a couple of things that I thought were important. There's, there's a couple of references in footloose that i really like like when um kevin bacon's character is it bran or bram it's oh his character is ren ren <laughs> yeah r-e-n like oh i'm word. thinking of goonies good god <laughs> Wizard, okay, tracy I mean, watches also, goonies is next also week. <laughs> another movie i've not seen but, but anyway, i love that those names are they're completely interchangeable like you could that's yeah, an easy ran, mistake ren <laughs> why why is why are there so many r sounds right in these so um, a couple of these little gems, like there's there's a part where Ren talks about watching Slaughterhouse, or uh, watching, reading Slaughterhouse-Five, right. the Kurt Vonnegut book. And I'm like, oh, yes, okay, they're talking about it. And then they're like, oh, well, that sounds terrible. I'm like, Are, is everybody illiterate? Yeah. Is that, what, what happened here? How does that escape? You know, that's, that's like, oh, well, the title's terrible. Um, and I'm glad you you <laughs> mentioned that because you you said you know I've read Kurt Vonnegut to my kids I would not fit in this town <laughs> oh, hashtag Tracy watches Footloose and the, the dance is a metaphor it unlocks like a George McDonald story hashtag Tracy watches Footloose and the part now I really like the part where uh, Ren get Ren gets pulled over in his Volkswagen Beetle with his tape deck. You better watch your mouth, he's boy. He's well, he's listening to he's listening to Quiet Riot. Bang your right? head, yeah. He, because he has a mouth like an alligator. Um an alligator. Um and uh Tracy mentions that part, which is one of my favorites is uh the cop just violated his fourth amendment right. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag Tracy watches movies. These were really great. They, I mean, so go on and definitely check out that hashtag. That was really fantastic. Yeah, and now yep. you have to do Tracy Watches Goonies. Yeah, so I'm taking requests. And, and as my wife pointed out to me, there are a ton of classic 80s movies that I have just never seen. But that, there, and, so, so there's something about Footloose was like the perfect 
like Goonies is a much more frivolous flowery well it's just it's just it doesn't have an edge to it footloose for for all of its ridiculousness was trying to be kind of a serious movie it was a serious movie about small town usa and coming to terms with your views of religion and it it's it touched on domestic abuse and all of these different things so at its core it was trying to and that's what made it more ridiculous is in the middle of it. You had Kevin Bacon and a leotard drinking beer and dancing over the hood of his Volkswagen bug in a warehouse, in a warehouse. Yeah. 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 The, the, aware, the, the awareness of warehouse dancing uh, did not go over as well as they planned. And let's be clear, a warehouse that for some unknown reason has a set of uneven bars set up in it for right. Kevin Bacon's yeah. stunt double to do. Yeah, he was swinging around on a rope and stuff like that. Yeah. So yeah, that was were... the other part that I really liked was, um, was how you referenced, um, uh, how he got kicked off the gymnastics team in a small Midwestern town. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, I'm like, yeah, that, that really kicks the hell out of your gymnastics team. Um, and I'm thinking who has a gymnastics team and who, you know? who would kick, somebody that talented off of a high school gymnastics team. That guy was gold medal worthy, and yet somehow they could do without him. Tracy, we may have to lean on Steve for this because Steve may have to go through his DVD collection and find movies. Because, again, I think if you watched like a Better Off Dead or some like cheesy 80s movie, you'd have a good time with it. But what made Footloose so perfect was, again, that sort of serious tone that they tried to adopt over peanut buttered with a, a ridiculous premise overall. And so, yeah, and I, I've been quizzed since then, since that night. I've been people. Have you seen this? Have you seen this? I've just got messages, private messages, text messages. So like Top Gun, like uh, I don't I have not seen the whole movie. I've seen little little pieces of it i've not seen and i don't need to see that movie yeah and so there was just people iconic like what about uh 16 candles pretty in pink just like all these the breakfast club i'm like no yes no uh so most of the answers are no Uh, there, there was a and if and i didn't have enough money to go to at that time to go to movies frequently so if it didn't interest me it didn't no it, that was it and right. there wasn't I, I wasn't like oh when it goes to cable i'll check out footloose yeah. nope sorry this wasn't happening so i caught it and i was happy to and a lot, i think but the thing is though it gets back to this thing it's like just turning social media into something else right, right. it's just so everybody could just have fun and there was just it was i was i was impressed by how much how many people that there were willing to have fun with me on this i Steve and I obviously come from the same small town. We had, at times, I will speak for myself because Steve didn't as much. I don't think as much as I did. I had I had a very redneck upbringing at times. I think myself or friends of mine could easily have been slotted into roles in Footloose, and nobody would have batted an eye. And none of us, male or female, were dumb enough to get up on two pickups that are doing 80 miles an hour down a country road and dance to those. That's a whole different level of stupid. And that's what I mean. Like that, that movie is so, whether it's the religious themes or that type of like, well, this is what rednecks do to have fun. There are so many things in that movie. Go ahead, Steve. I, 
I was thinking the exact same thing. I was thinking as as I'm reading these things, I'm like, you know, the the part where they're playing chicken with the tractors. Like, I know <laughs> that everybody watching that from uh, from our hometown was like, those are like forty five to eighty thousand yeah. dollar tractors, and yeah. they're gonna roll those over. Are you crazy? We need those tractors yep. to make you know to make next year's crop. Yeah, you know, and, and do you know what do you know what happens on a canal bank when two tractors run into each other? Hang on, I'll, I'll hang on. Clink, that's what <laughs> happens. They run into each other. Not a lot happens other than some body damage, and then they dig ruts for an hour until somebody shuts them off because they just slowly churn against each other. But you're right, Steve. No, no, nobody in their right mind in that town would allow the tractors to be used for that. No kids in a town like that, especially 16-year-old kids, 17-year-old kids, would want to play chicken with tractors. That It's it's such a stupid movie. It's so stupid. Wow. <laughs> All right. I am excited for the next one. Tracy, you got anything much. else? No, that's what I did. So if you guys want to, everybody listening, Steve, we're going to get to you. If you want to, Email the Dave and Steve show at gmail.com and give us suggestions for the next watch along with Tracy that he should do. And we'll figure it out. Steve, what'd you do last week? Um, okay. So, uh, there's, I, I have, I have three things that I really want to talk about. Um, oh, good. We're, not, is, we're I, not running. I, I, found long. Go it, ahead. I found a new peach water, uh, called Waterloo. And I'm really, really happy, um, <laughs> to report that it's very mediocre. And I won't be buying any more because I had to order this special. Is this so, the official ABBA peach water? Yeah, it's it's ABBA. They also it's it's the gimme 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 this Waterloo. Um, right well, I don't. Uh, I so I didn't know that the I didn't know that Big Peach was so big. I didn't know that you could. I didn't know that there were so many options when it came to. Seltzer water in general. I thought there were like three brands and that was it. Well, seltzer water is really picked up, but peach um, was not a thing. Like, yeah, I think it's There was it's only one nice. group that had that. I can go now. I could go into this and tell you all about nope. it. Nope. But I, I made a lot of stink on social media with hashtags about the peach flavor for every major company that makes seltzer water. And then I would go out and I would buy whatever peach water that right. came out immediately so that it would do that. Well, apparently everybody stole each other's data because everybody's making peach and it's raining <laughs> peach sparkle water on me and wow. I could not be happier. Um, so it's okay. You know, this one's, you know, all right. Um, I still prefer the uh, the other. Anyway, that's all we're going to Okay, so let's move on to the, the DVDs. Go ahead. <laughs> We're not talking about the DVDs. Actually, just a second. Um, so I've been, no. Um, anyway. Hang on. I Go back. Hang on just a second. What did you just hold up? Was that a physical <laughs> Netflix disc? Who, oh, it is. Who does that DVD. anymore? Who actually gets physical? Oh, because you're, oh. Ah, there's something nefarious going on here, Tracy. Steve yeah. has found that he can rip DVDs. Ah, say no more. Anyway, yeah, you were saying. Steve. What are you Go talking ahead. about? Right. That's crazy. There are there are DVDs <laughs> that do not exist in the wild. A man <laughs> was found with eighteen hundred Netflix DVDs. I don't know what you're talking about. Anyway, so um, we um, 
the second thing I'm going to talk about is the Herculean effort that we had to do because of our um, resodding the backyard. We plotted out a while ago what we were going to resod, and we leveled everything out as best we could. We had a crew come over and you know lay the sod in the backyard. But the problem was is we ordered far too much sod. Um, almost twice the sod that we needed for the backyard because we had planned to do sod in a couple other places that since have become uh, something else. So that sod order came and you can't return sod. Yeah, um, I was going to say, he's going to tell, start telling us about the Puget Sound black market for sod. And right uh, yeah, and uh, let me tell you, there is not a black market for sod. Uh, there's no place you can just do it and sod goes bad really quickly so what do you do you decide that your front lawn is not level enough and uh you cut all the old sod that has weeds in it out and then you um then you level it with you know three or four yards of of dirt and then uh resod it all in one afternoon i cut all that sod out <laughs> and then Wendy and I are um, are moving dirt, just moving a ton of dirt at one time, and then we had to wet it down, fertilize it, and then take all that sod and lay it. In the front. And let's and let's be clear. I mean, Steve, I know you've got things that hurt and bother you as well, but your wife has back problems. Like she, for a while, her back has bugged the shit out of her. Yeah. So this yeah. had to have wrecked her. Well, so we were very careful of the things that she did. She um, she was doing a lot of the spreading and um, I mean, she definitely did some lifting and moving and things like that, but we were really careful about what she was doing. Like she had to get like the, the wheelbarrows full of dirt and move them and things like that. I was doing all the heavy lifting and shoveling and, and um, even Zach did a bunch of stuff too to get this all done in one, like we started at two in the afternoon and we ended at nine doing something that would normally take me 13 years. Right. So right. it, uh, it, it was, it was really unbelievable. And I was so dirty at the end of it that, um, I had to bathe twice. Like I, I showered hard and like cleaned everything. And when I went to bed, my wife's like, is that, is that dirt? on your arm and it was it was dirt on my yeah. arm and i know i washed there but you know whatever um so our yard is looking fantastic uh front and back um everything's looking great the mountain's almost done i can't wait for every single listener to come over to my house and take a yeah. look at my yard yeah so um <laughs> but the other the other thing i did that i wanted to talk about was i did something different on social media because we've talked about social media and and what a uh, cesspool of, of, of negativity. Um, it is. And I, I saw somebody a few weeks ago post, um, leave a period in a, in a, in a comment and I, and I will give you a genuine compliment. Um, I will compliment you, um, in, in a very real way, no snark, nothing like that. So, um, I got a few takers, right? I didn't say copy and paste this and put this on. I hate that. Um, right, right. I just wanted to do this as an exercise. I didn't want anybody to talk about me. I just wanted to give people comp compliments that were specific to those people. And a couple people did it. And I was like, well, 
I guess, I guess that's it. I guess nobody, nobody really trusts that I'm going to talk to them in a nice yeah, way. They didn't trust you. Yes. Somebody hit me with, uh, I'm not taking the bait on this, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and so I started, you know, leaving a couple of compliments and then I left a few and then all of a sudden it's just like, bam, 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 bam. Because all these people are, are doing this and I'm, I'm going through and it's taken me a few days to do this. And I'm not just giving them one like little cotton. I'm giving them very specific right. compliments. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and it turned into a really, really nice thing. People were contacting me afterwards, just really, you know, I mean, they were appreciative, but feeling genuinely like somebody listened to them and really, you know, like they were connected with in some way. Um, and, uh, I, it, it came off. It really felt good. It came, it felt good for me because I, I like to do that and I feel good about, um, uh, giving compliments because normally I'm, you know, kind of snarky when I'm in a bad mood, I'm, you know, um, I'm kind of a jerk, but, uh, for the most part, I really enjoy leaving a, a good compliment for some people. And it turned into a really, um, a really positive, uh, exercise that went for several days. And uh, anyway, I just wanted to tell you how much better I am than both right. of you. <laughs> I can feel it. Do you hear yeah. that, people? <laughs> Social media can be used for good. It doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't have to just be things to further your political opinions, you jack wagons. <laughs> that's, but that's, uh, that's, that's it. Those are, those are my three things. All right. Yeah. Uh, my three things were better. We're going to, uh, so we obviously, this first segment has gone on quite a while. So what, here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back with a brand new minute from Tracy. And then we're going to close out the show with headlines right here on the Dave and Steve show. Listen, I'm not really any good with mechanical things. I never look forward to family get togethers. My dad always busts my balls about battery-powered tools in my hybrid car. My garage smells like fabric softener. When I found Gearhead Essential Oils, it was a real game-changer when it came to having the family over for the holidays. They come in several popular scents like Gleeful Gasoline, Beautiful Bondo, and my personal favorite, Sensational Solvent. Just a few drops in the diffuser and soon my garage was transformed into the Grease Monkey's Paradise. As a bonus, they threw in common automotive mechanic terms to use. I sound like a real mechanic. Well, how, son? I can tell you've really been working away in here. Yeah, my buddy needed my help adjusting the valves on his old Ford pickup. Figured I may as well rejet his carburetor while I was at it. Well, I bet it runs much better now. I have no idea what I'm saying. The basic set of oils is $80, but if you order the deluxe oil assortment, you will get a set of eight essential oils and they'll throw in an extra gearhead diffuser for free. You know, son, I've always been real proud of you. Thanks, Dad. I love you. Easy there. Let's not ruin this. Right. Gearhead essential oils. High octane scents for the modern man. Back on the Dave and Steve show, we have a brand new Tracy's Minute. So without further ado, let's hear it. So I did it. I watched Footloose. I suspended reality for the one hour and 50 minute running time, enough to believe that a slick city kid from Chicago descended upon a Midwest rural hamlet 
and played chicken with tractors and wooed the heart of a pastor's daughter and convinced the whole town that it was okay to have a senior dance. I embraced this world that most certainly never existed and I listened to its memorable soundtrack. The top-ranked quote from fans of this movie involved an exchange between the lead character, played by Kevin Bacon, and the attractive yet rebellious pastor's daughter. She asked him if he wanted to kiss her, and he replied, Someday. When pressed, he said that he figured she's been kissed a lot and he would suffer by comparison. Now, watching this movie, for many of you, wasn't enough. After waiting nearly 35 years to watch this smoldering garbage fire of a movie, the number one request of many of you was for me to watch the recently made remake. So will I see this modern remake? I'll take inspiration from Footloose, so you should know my reply by now. I was going to say someday, but no. No, I am never going to watch this movie or any stupid remake of it ever again. I simply don't hate myself enough. <laughs> I didn't, we never know what the minutes are going to be. I only know the name of the minute and that, that, that minute was titled, I don't hate myself enough minute. And so I did not know that it was going to be footloose based, but that was fantastic. I will say this because you, you put it in the bed of music and it reminded me. So Kenny Loggins, of course, did the, the song, the, the title song for footloose as well right. as a bunch of other different crazy 80s movies. I watched him do, have you guys seen the, it's called like from Daryl's house or whatever it is, where Daryl Hall from Hall and Oates has musicians over and they play songs together and they talk about their iconic songs. He has like Joe Walsh and all these different, have you guys seen this before? Well, yes, no, I, I've, I've seen it. I've seen it once. So Daryl Hall has this beautiful in-home like, music room with you know drum sets and keyboards and and it's just immaculate it's amazing and he invites like sammy hagar has been there joe walsh all these and he had billy gibbons of uh yeah billy uh, gibbons easy top he had kenny loggins over and they played this song and it the one thing that it did for me because you write it off as like this 80s cheesy song until kenny has to explain to all the different insanely talented musicians how to play this song and that they're not quite hitting the beat right and it goes more like this and he's going through all the layers of that song and you realize how complex and well-crafted a stupid song like Footloose actually is and and that it wasn't just a throwaway jingle that some guy wrote in two minutes because he was high on cocaine and needed to hit a deadline for the movie that was shipping next week it was like there's thought put into that song and it's actually, it's good. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's worthy of the fame that it has. And right. I think I gained even more respect for it when I was tearing it apart in tracks <laughs> to try to build like what you heard, yeah. you know, yeah. there when I was like, wow, there, there is a lot going on here. So yeah, it's a full respect yeah. for that. It's definitely Steve. I can't believe you've never seen that. You should go watch that series. It's, it's, it's on like access TV or something like that, but you can watch a yep. bunch of it on YouTube. Oh, I just I just downloaded Access TV uh, for uh, the the app, so I'll I, I'll check it out. That yeah. sounds really yeah, awesome. There's probably a ton of them on demand. Okay, again, we've run long tonight, but I don't want to. I I I want to make sure that we still hear what's going on in the world right now with Tracy Green's headlines. And now, straight from the Dave and Steve Show news desk in beautiful Anytown, USA Plaza. It's Tracy Green with this week's headlines. 
Our first story, Rhode Island state officials said a technical glitch was to blame for 176 tax refund checks being mailed out bearing the signatures of Mickey Mouse and Walt Disney. <laughs> How does that? That's somebody... That's somebody effing around and forgot to replace it with the the regular signature, right? That's, that's not, somebody's last day. That's not a glitch. <laughs> so Jade Borgeson, chief of staff of the Rhode Island Department of Revenue, confirmed checks were mailed out this week with the signature of Walt Disney and the most famous cartoon creation instead of the names of the Rhode Island's general treasurer. His quote is, as a result of a technical error in the Division of Taxation's automated refund check printing system approximately 176 checks with invalid signatures were printed and mailed uh, on monday the invalid signatures were incorrectly sourced from the division's test print files i I, hopefully i don't step on your joke here tracy but i also picture now i picture snow white getting a a letter from jade borgeson of the rhode island treasury department whatever the hell his name is like signed by that guy no, I don't have any joke. That's okay. it. <laughs> Rhode, Rhode Island uh, is its own joke. Let's yeah. just. Let's it's just, like, I, I can imagine at, at Mickey and Minnie's houses. Oh, why am I overdrawn? <laughs> Our second story a cat detained at Sri Lanka's main prison while allegedly trying to smuggle drugs and cell phone SIM cards has escaped. Media reports said Monday the feline was detected by jail intelligence officials on Saturday at the high security prison, a police official said. Let's let's be clear here. The cat wasn't trying to do anything other than be a cat. You said the cat was caught trying to smuggle things. The cat was not caught trying. The cat was caught trying to find a place to lick its own privates and take a shit. It was not trying to smuggle. It wasn't trying to smuggle anything. Officials at the prison said nearly two grams of heroin, two SIM cards, and a memory chip were found in small plastic bags tied around the cat's neck. Oh, I'm so glad you said tied around. (laughs) God. I was... Oh, my God. Yeah, we were... uh, Yeah, we are... Our minds all went... uh, went SIM SIM cards can be pretty small these days, but still... Well, I'll tell you, you say the cat had nothing to do with it, but the cat escaped on Sunday from the prison room where it had been kept. The cat left. Yeah. And uh, the prison had no immediate comment. So something's (laughs) up. Something's fishy. There's there's a Cat 5 cable joke in there somewhere. I just can't. I can't put it together. Sorry about that, these, guys. A lot of these just had their own jokes. Just, it just built in. So, yeah. Third story tonight. Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky on Wednesday defended his decision to agree to a hostage taker's bizarre demand that he post a movie recommendation to end a 12-hour standoff. Okay. What was the movie? What What did they recommend? I, this- I wish I had footloose music to queue up right now. <laughs> yeah, so you do that in post. Totally, totally so I, yeah, and, and that's what I was thinking of. Like, what he agreed to do. So Zelensky <laughs> described how he negotiated personally on Tuesday evening with a gunman who was holding 13 hostages on a bus, which was about 250 miles from the capital of Kiev. The tense standoff ended after the president agreed to post a video of himself recommending 
2005 U.S. documentary narrated by actor Joaquin Phoenix called Earthlings, which condemns humans' mistreatment of animals. So, okay, so this, the guy, the guy who was the hostage taker had a specific movie in mind. He didn't just say, yeah, just recommend a movie. Like, I don't even, I don't, I don't care. You like, (laughs) yeah, you see, I'm not clear on that, but it, it, that sounds a little more activist kind of thing than the president saying, yeah, you know what movie I like? And I know a lot of you haven't seen shakes the clown. Yeah. Yeah. Now listen, the first weekend at Bernie's was great. But that second one was amazing. Anybody else seen that? I I have not seen that one, but I know it exists. <laughs> well, watch it right after Mannequin 2. Oh, okay. As soon as I release these hostages, I will do that. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm just thinking Tracy is like the, the barren proving ground for all of our little movie experiments we can do. We could have him watch Mannequin 2 and then Mannequin 1. Yeah, but and I feel like he's like a woodland creature, though, where we we are at risk of scaring him back into the woods and never taming him if we if we go too nut. We got to be really careful. Yeah, that's right. Dirty dancing. Do yeah. dirty dancing next. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's. Uh, I'm I'm going to take it under advisement. Our four story tonight: an instructional video produced by two Japanese amusement park executives demonstrates how to avoid spreading COVID nineteen while on a roller coaster has been a roaring success. Now our customers, they said, stay silent while riding on roller coasters. A spokesman for the amusement park said while explaining the new riding etiquette in this era. Is there a clip? Is there a clip I'm supposed to play of silence? No, yeah, yeah, like here it is, right? I'll play it right now. You just missed it. so the video features the executives, one in a full suit and tie and the other in a shirt and bow tie, sitting stiff back and straight faced and solids while the only sounds come from the whipping of the wind and the grinding of the roller coaster. And as they plunge, down, pl- plunge downward, uh, one executive serenely readjusts his hair and his face mask while both um, others remain stoically silent, even as they sway violently in this roller coaster. <laughs> As they suffer whiplash, <laughs> they, make, they make no hey, it, It's hard to know, like, does vocalizing this, like, help your body, like, your core kind of stay stabilized? Who knows? It helps you process it a little bit better, right? Yeah. Like, like when, when you're terrified and it makes, it makes, um, it makes dads chuckle at their kids that have never experienced yeah. near death. It's, it's pretty great. So I don't have I maybe I'll send you guys the link when we're done tonight. I, I don't know if we talked about this on the air. Did you have you guys seen this whole so I, I and I get them mixed up. I don't know if it's Action Park or Action Point. Johnny Knoxville did like some shitty movie a long time or a few years ago that was called one of those two Action Park or Action Point. What I didn't I think realize action, yeah. was that it was based on a real amusement park from pennsylvania i think pennsylvania or yeah, new jersey yeah. anyway yeah they used to call it class action park right and it yeah. is steve i'll send you this it's a very short it's like a very digestible 20 minute documentary on youtube and i will send this to you just so you can see people died at that park they had like six people die over the course of that park being open there's one ride that is like a water slide that does a full like complete loop in the air and then spits the person out and they they say in the documentary like the owner of the park literally just took a pencil and drew like a curly cue on a piece of paper and handed it to somebody and said go make this and they made it almost 
exactly it's it's uh, it looks like a crude pencil drawing only in realized form and they would send people down this thing and so it, it's just this ridiculous yeah I know, and there's plenty of video footage where you're looking at something oh, oh gosh that's yeah. not that couldn't be safe i mean it doesn't look like oh that's a thrill yeah, ride yeah. No, like, nope that looks like suicide and everybody in that documentary has the same like they all say the same thing which is you know we would go in like groups of four and we would take bets as to who would come back with like serious road rash or some kind of breakage of some kind. And we would try and see who it was going to be. And then it was always. And, but then they all do this. They're, they're all like, you know, this is my scar where my bone was sticking out of my elbow. If that park was around today, I'd be back in a heartbeat. I would go there right yeah. now if it was still. And I guess it has been bought. And it's but now it, it adheres to all the safety regulations. But they were like, if it was like it used to be. I would be there right now. I would be yeah, riding are, one of the rides right you, now. Oh my gosh, go through yes. the comments and you can see like all the people that are telling their short stories yeah. about, yeah. And it had, it had the, the nickname class action park. <laughs> yeah. Or traction park. That was yeah. the other one. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I'm wow. sorry. I, I derailed so, that. But. Anyway, at the end of uh, uh, the ride, one man lifts his hands uh, off the seat handles, visibly trembling, and a black screen follows featuring the following advice, scream inside your heart. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, I bet that was like, I bet it's scarier to watch people uh, ride that ride with no expression. Yeah completely yeah. stoic wouldn't, wouldn't that and, be terrifying to yeah. watch somebody do that just like they're like what are they preparing the bodies for yeah i also listen i'm not a guy who just like randomly screams if i'm on like a, a ride at disneyland or some or a, a state fair or whatever i i will yell and it's not anything i i have control over so i feel like if i had to focus that much on the not yelling part of it i would not enjoy that ride in any way shape or form because I would be so making sure, I would be so tense, making sure that I didn't let any noise come forth from my body that I think I would probably walk off of that thing with a neck injury because I would be so tensed up trying not to do it. So I, that I will wait. I'm, I don't, I hope it's not long, but I will gladly wait until we can scream once again on a roller coaster before I go back to a park. I'm That's gonna try to man do... that was stuck uh, for 16 hours in the skydiver. So. <laughs> oh. yeah. I'm gonna try to do Silverwood, um, possibly before the end of the summer, um, and uh, we'll see. I'm gonna try to see if I can do it completely quiet, and then I'll report back yeah. to you what my okay. injuries are. And that's the news, fellas. All right. Well, uh, we didn't have a show last week. This week it ran long, but that's okay because if you just listen to this show in two parts and go back and listen to the first half last week then it'll be like we had a show both weeks does that is yeah, that math I think, I think that's math. That math that's good math yeah 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 all right we do have some we do have some guests coming up though we have uh jackie cation's coming back and tom hutler um is on the he's on the menu so in the next few weeks we'll we should be having some actual guests um come on that are be different pretty than exciting. three of us yeah and before we went on the the air tonight we were talking about uh, possibly experimenting with a few things around streaming the show, streaming the video for the show. We're going to see what we can come up with. We're all old, so we don't quite know how it all works yet, but we're going to see if we can get it figured out and give you guys a chance to watch at least the show now and then, if not every week, with us doing this live so that you can see in full glory Tracy in front of 17 air contraptions that I'm not sure what they all do, but we get to see it every week, so why shouldn't you? 
Yeah, I think that I think that's fair. All right. I may I may go buy a plant if we're going to do that. So just perfect. Some more. Hey, hey, try some succulents. <laughs> oh, I've got did you guys, Steve? Come on, I got succulents right here. How did you know this? I have a mug of succulents. I got a dish of succulents over here. I'm succulents sick. are huge right now. They're they really, are. really. They are. When did succulents? We didn't. Nobody had succulents when we were kids. Maybe you might run into the occasional person who had a cactus, and that cactus was always the same. It was always matted in like cobwebs and dust and things because it, it had. My, just... my mom grew succulents in the front wow, yard. Wow, what's that I hear? I but... think I hear the outro. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, so, Tracy, I assume you have nothing else to add. I you want to talk don't. succulents for another 15 and then we'll call it a night? Steve, you got anything else? No, nah, I'm just I'm kind of pissed I got cut off talking about the succulents, but but uh, let's let's go ahead let's go ahead and take this. We we can go someplace we'll, we'll else. Pick, we'll pick this up next week. We'll we'll dive right into succulents. Next week talk. we're talking about succulents. Yep. And uh, peach water and burning DVDs. I'm starting my own podcast. This is this is perfect. All right, for these two knuckleheads and for me, we'll talk to you guys next time on the Dave and Steve Show.